to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios on a Thursday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best place in the state to get your next vehicle used or pre-owned. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And I'll tell you more about the great action that you can get a great offer on later on in tonight's show. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton Real Estate Group, the official real estate agent of the Titans and the Preds. And of course, Brian Mac Mechanical, who presents the bounce back feature that we do each and every Thursday night. B-R-Y-M-A-K, BryMac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, before we get things going here on the show, uh, because we're going to talk about a lot of different elements to this game, it's going to be a fantastic one. It's going to be pretty chilly out there on Saturday afternoon into Saturday evening, so I hope that any of you who are going, you're going to be adequately bundled up and prepared because I was just outside and it is frosty right now in Middle Tennessee. It's supposed to be a little warmer for kickoff between the Titans and the Bengals, but regardless. Before we get into that, though, I need to uh, I need to follow up on something that I put out on social media last week regarding watch parties for the Titans. Now, I had been texted um, by a source that had said uh, that had said to me, that the and I'll pull up the exact tweet specifically. Uh, I had uh, that the city of Nashville was going to host watch parties for the divisional round and for the AFC Championship game. They were going to do it on Broadway and in the Walk of Fame Park downtown in Nashville. Kind of similar, and the way that it had been described to me is similar to the Pred Stanley Cup run in 2017. Well, I've been trying to follow up on this all week long because you guys have naturally had questions, and unfortunately. Um, I got a text back today that said that the city um, was unable to, and I'll read you the exact quote, um, apparently some stuff that needed to be done was not approved. Um, So the team, the Titans are going to have a pep rally tomorrow, but watch parties downtown and at the Walk of Fame Park, uh, on Broadway and the Walk of Fame Park, those are not going to happen at this point. So uh, an error by me and uh, the follow-up, I hope, that that helps to clarify, you know, I, uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, that that was the information that was given to me at the time. So I uh, just wanted to follow up and make that very important correction and, uh, and apologize for putting that out there prior to those, uh, apparently whatever it is that they needed to prove from the city of Nashville to be approved did not get done. But anyway, uh, we move on. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about this game itself because, at this point, there's a lot of different people, a lot of different conversations that are going to have around uh, that are going to have uh, that are going to be had around this game. There's going to be talk of Mike Vrabel and what it means for his for his legacy as the Titans coach to be able to make three straight playoff appearances as the Titans head coach and to be able to try and advance yet again on a postseason run. Last year did not work in their favor. In that way, they hosted a home playoff game for the first time in 14 years, and they were snuffed out at home by the Baltimore Ravens. There's going to be talk around Ryan Tannehill. Talk about Derrick Henry, of course, for all of the excitement 
that is going to be stirred up around this. But more than anything, because there's two critical pieces of this game that I don't think people are talking about very much. And I want to take a different approach on this. Producer Reed and I came up with this question for you guys, your Two Rivers Ford take to start the show. What was the biggest reason? And I I think this is going to be a fun conversation. What was the biggest reason that you became a Titans fan? Um, I want to know here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, because something that I think is being under-discussed is what this game, this run, this team, and the excitement around it for the city of Nashville, why I honestly thought it was um, uh, it would have been important for the for the city of Nashville to kind of lean into this the same way that they did the Stanley Cup, but also there's a million different logistical issues that go into hosting watch parties and things like that. What was the biggest reason you became a Titans fan? I want to ask you that question here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, because from my standpoint, there's two things that we're going to talk about tonight that haven't really gotten a lot of play. And the first one of them is the idea that for the Titans, there is a generational disconnect between original, you know, Titans fans when the team first got here is the Tennessee Oilers and then the Tennessee or the Houston Oilers, and then the Tennessee Oilers, then the Tennessee Titans, you know, that first wave where you make the Super Bowl run, people who are Nashville natives are attached to it. And then there's kind of a, a I mean, not kind of, there's a significant drought in Titans franchise relevancy from the heights of those teams, and then, you know, CJ2K and how things kind of stalled out in the middle there to where we are now, and a generational disconnect from people who are native Nashville Tennesseans, native Tennesseans who have loved the Titans or who, when the Titans came here, renounced the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, or whomever their, co- their team was at the time because Tennessee then had a professional football team. But since then, Nashville has gone crazy, right, as far as People like me, transplants, are concerned. And people my age who are in their mid-20s, who are out of college, who are younger generations, who don't necessarily associate the Tennessee Titans with any kind of greatness in football, who don't necessarily remember McNair and Eddie or who know McNair and Eddie, but not for what Titans fans know them for, right? Not for their football accolades but uh you know you know Eddie George is the guy who played at Ohio State the Heisman Trophy winner at Ohio State who made a who made a cameo on Ballers or like as a Broadway stage actor like we're far enough removed from Eddie and Steve for a lot of people who did not see or who were not around for those runs um for there to be a generational disconnect so from the standpoint of of you guys I'm curious to know how did you come to be a Titans fan because I think for this game, and not just this game, but for this team and a potential run that they may go on, it is critical for them to grow a new generation or hook a new generation of Tennessee Titans fans for all of the people who have moved into Tennessee, moved into Nashville, more specifically, in the last couple of years. Uh, So that's your Two Rivers Ford take. We'll read some of these because there's some good ones that I want to get to. Here in just a second, I'm going to tell you about Two Rivers Ford first and foremost, though. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. That's the place that you go for the best possible experience while you're going through the car buying process. You know that Two Rivers Ford is not going to put any pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience because their sales staff does not work on commission. Two Rivers Ford 
is the best when it comes to customer service. They've been doing business in Middle Tennessee for nearly 40 years because they pride themselves on first and foremost operating with honesty and with integrity. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. You can check out the Built For You program, by the way, at tworiversford.com. So, how did you come to be a Titans fan? Uh, For Ian Talley on YouTube, he says, I was a huge McNair fan in his Alcorn State days. Originally a Cowboys fan, but when the Oilers moved to Tennessee, on top of already being a McNair uh, fan, my fandom moved to now the uh, to the now Titans. And a lot of people, a lot of people uh, were fans of McNair in college because he was this phenomenon at a small school, right? And then came to the pros, came to the Oilers first and foremost, and you saw how his career really flourished. For Chris Taylor on Facebook Live, he says he grew up in Tennessee in his era. Steve McNair and Eddie George were his favorites. So he stuck with them, and ever since, he's loved Javon Kurse, Keith Bullock, Kyle Vandenbosch as well. And a lot a lot of you guys are local. A lot of you guys are local. For Dom O'Dell, it was five year, he was five years old. His mom tried to make him a Cowboys fan, but then, uh, the, uh, then Tennessee got the team here, and Dom uh, avoided the heartbreak of what it is to be a Cowboys fan because they, they certainly do suffer. Dallas Elfman says he was born into it, but I wouldn't trade it. I love this city. And this team for Christopher, it was easy to become a fan in 1999. And I think there's a lot of this, right? A lot of people feel this way. And when, when I look at that, I'm saying that's, that is where the core, the foundation of Titans fandom comes from the history of what it has been. And even really, even before with more Warren moon and Earl Campbell and all of those great Oilers teams that then became, and still, you know, are by, right of ownership and history the Houston Oilers becoming the Tennessee Titans that's all a part of their tradition and what they've become but here in Nashville it's it's a younger tradition right 22 years old if my math is correct so with all that said and by the way to go to the Super Bowl in those early years those first few years when the Titans arrived here is a fantastic way to jumpstart fandom in Tennessee and around the football consuming country um, because you had stars like Steve and Eddie. um, And then you had recognizable name brands like Albert Hainsworth and Javon Curse and Keith Bullock, Mr. Monday night. So many great Titans players, Chris Johnson um, for all those years. And, and, and in late and in recent years, probably in the last, what would you say decade of Titans football? And really I'm probably 15 years of Titans football, 15 of their 22 years of existence, they've been kind of trying to figure this thing out. And really in the last, I would say in the last three and a half years, they've really come a long way. They've gained great ground because now you have legitimate star power, recognizable star attractions that are going to bring you to a Titans game. Derek Henry, the baddest man, as Mike Keith likes to say, he's the baddest man. In the NFL, I can't do a Mike Keith impression. I would butcher it, and I would not do the man a disservice because I respect him too much to try and do a terrible impression of his voice. But Mike Keith calls him the baddest man in the NFL, and that he lives up to that reputation. Derrick Henry is a legitimate star attraction. The Titans have put on a an enticing product, and now, given momentum, given the fact that fans are allowed to attend games in capacity crowds once again, given the fact that they have put together now six consecutive winning seasons, three straight trips to the postseason, and now they're the top team, the top seed in the AFC, 
all of this boils down to the opportunity that they have against the Bengals, and not just the Bengals, but what you would do beyond that. Now, for the purposes of the football team, beat the team that's in front of you. Win the game that's up next. Don't focus too much on these larger, you know, meta conversations that we're having about growing the fan base, but keep it locked on this game. That's their objective. But in doing so, and in accomplishing that goal, and in handling their business at home on Saturday against the Bengals, they have the opportunity to reignite some of those generational tendencies that, you know, to be honest, while they were so bad for so long, kind of went dormant. And I, I feel like I feel like a lot of the vast majority of you guys are going to be realistic about this and kind of understand where I'm coming from when I say this. Because if you're in here and you watch this show every night or you watch this show three or four days a week or you you know you're on uh, on social media constantly, you follow all the day to day updates with the team. Like you're a diehard, right? You you breathe this stuff, you bleed it. It's uh, it's a part of your sports fan DNA. But for people who you're trying to bring into the tent new people. You want to be talked about more? Grow the fan base. You want to grow the fan base? Win critical football games in Nashville, at your home, uh, in your home stadium, in front of your home crowd. And there's going to be a lot of people in attendance, a lot of people who maybe necessarily haven't been about the Titans throughout you know, the last couple of years, but have seen the excitement seen the way it has grown, the fact that more people are allowed to attend these games, the fact that people weren't in capacity crowds able to attend these games last year. So the scarcity of it makes you want to be a part of it even more, right? It's the whole concept of fear of missing out. FOMO is the acronym. So Titan, the Titans and their success creating this atmosphere that people want to be a part of, it's similar to what you recall with the Nashville Predators and how people started to gravitate towards that and mass when they did things like sweeping the Chicago Blackhawks and route to go to the Stanley Cup and starting to gain that momentum, turning what you know may have been part fad for some people into legitimate fandom because they associate those memories and those events here in this city with how much fun they had and how much fun they had around the specific team. This is a fantastic opportunity to grow a new generation of Titans fans um, in ways that I feel like just really isn't being discussed a whole lot this week. For Lamar Daniels, who moved to uh, Davidson County in 1995, didn't know what football was because football was so- – oh, he moved to this country, not county. Uh, so country in 1995, Lamar Daniels says. Didn't know what football is because football was soccer in my country. Started following football and playing Madden, and I used Eddie George as my running back, and I fell in love with the team. Video games can do that, right? Whoever you like playing with, that can become your favorite team. For Martin Bayron, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing Martin's last name correctly. He says on YouTube, I'm old. <laughs> I always enjoyed Earl Campbell. But uh, he was the only weapon for the then Oilers. Also, Marcus, Mariar- Marcus Mariota is from my home of Hawaii. Remained a loyal fan, and I love Titan toughness. And listen, this is this is the beauty of it. Sports is Sports transcends generations, right? You can have met, you can be a Titans fan in 2021. You can remember what it was to watch Earl Campbell with the Houston Oilers. You can uh, appreciate Marcus Mariota for the work that he did to kind of help this franchise take a step in the direction that it is now in, right? 
kind of the, you, you don't want to talk, a second round or a second overall pick being a bridge quarterback is not necessarily something that you would associate with a success, but it all did work up to the point where we are at now. And that spans generations, spans generations in a way that can connect Martin, um, who is, uh, who's, I won't say old, Martin, but advanced enough in age to remember Earl Campbell to somebody like me, who all I've seen of Earl Campbell is what, what highlights are available on YouTube, which still is incredible to watch, but it doesn't quite hit the same as seeing that in real time or living that in real time when the Houston Oilers and the Love You Blue teams were put together and Earl Campbell was running through people's face masks the way that Derrick Henry does now. So that's the first element of this that I think is interesting. And I'll tell you what the second is here in just a moment right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2ZSports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And by the way, DraftKings, as they count you down to Super Bowl 56, has a fantastic offer for you. In the divisional round, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. You can also get in if you're not a uh, if you're not a new customer. You can get in with same-game parlays, which allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, which means the more legs that you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever it is that you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code A2Z Sports and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team does win. That's promo code A to Z Sports for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. To bet, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, what, uh, this is one of the most critical elements of this game that's not being discussed. You know, obviously you want to win, you want to advance to the playoffs. The focus is on the game itself. As Mark Jones says, Saturday the Titans will dominate the Bengals. Music City Massacre, Titan, the F. Up. All right, so Mark's ready to go for uh, for the game. Ben Hall says, it's not cool to be a Titans fan now, and I remember them coming to Tennessee, but we're not cool yet. Get to the Super Bowl and become that team. Now, here's here's what I'll say, Ben, because I don't, I don't dispute all of what you're saying there, but I do think that you're missing a, a, a pretty important piece of that. Now, to be to be a Titans fan outside of Nashville, right, you're, you're spot on. Like, people are not going to, you know, you're not going to, people are not going to be impressed with your team if you're in New York City and you say, yeah, I'm a Titans fan. Grew up a Titans fan. People are going to be like, oh, well, that's, you know, who, who plays for the Titans? Where are the Titans playing? Like, people are going to, people are going to dismiss you. That You're not going to get, you're not going to get bigger television numbers on Titans games as we sit here right now. But in order to grow that, you have to start something grassroots, right? Grassroots from the run that they can potentially go on. Now, beating the Bengals is not going to do all, accomplish all of these things outright. They have to put something together like those Eddie George, Steve McNair teams did where they're consistently competitive, where you're competing legitimately for a Super Bowl, and that you have the ability to you know, not be, not be basically distrusted to win games where there are big stakes 
on the line. Now, I think they've done some work this season to kind of dispel those narratives. But, you know, the players and the coaches, they understand the importance of capitalizing on this too. Julio Jones and Taylor Lewan, they did a joint press conference today with, with the Titans media, and they were asked about this on the playoff atmosphere and, and what this can kind of bring about, and this was Lewan and Julio speaking together today. You guys have played in, in playoff games before. What, what do you tell some of the young guys who haven't, and what's the maybe intensity switch going from regular season to postseason? Yeah, um, for me, I talk to the guys, just take advantage of your opportunity. Um, I've been in the league 11 years now, and this is my only second time having the first, you know, first seed and things like that. So you can't take them for granted. You know, you got to be ready to go, and it's, it's win or go home. So, like, don't take any energy home with you. Just leave everything you got when you come to work and when, you, when we get to the game. Yeah, there's no saving yourself here. Luckily for us, I mean, the whole offensive line, all, all five of those stars have played in the playoff games before. I've been there. Nate Davis is the most spoiled out of all of us. Every year he's been in the league, he's been in the playoffs. So, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the younger guys, too, I mean, those guys have done such a great job of staying locked in and knowing where they're at, especially you watch games. If you watch Corey Levin or Dylan on the sideline during games, how dialed they are. They're writing stuff down. They're making sure we're on our P's and Q's. They tell us stuff when we come off the sideline. So I have no question that they'll be ready in case of an emergency. You think the stadium is going to be maybe at a different level than it ever has been since I you've been I think it here? should be. I mean, is a, is the playoffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not – you know, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about Logan Ryan and his statement. Um, and like I said before, I love Logan. But what an opportunity it is for these fans to shut him up. So that's Taylor Lewan and Julio Jones giving a joint press conference today uh, at St. Thomas Sports Park. What an opportunity for Titans fans to shut Logan Ryan up. I think it's a big part of this. And I like seeing, and I, it's, I wish we had more time to read all the different stories about how you guys became Titans fans. I'm going to, I'm going to do this on the radio show tomorrow too. I was just kind of curious to see how people would respond to it. And I like the fact that people are really leaning into it. I wish we, I wish we had more time to take, to read all of your guys's stories about how you came tight, how you became Titans fans. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of important momentum about this, Dom, Dom says, y'all don't know nothing about McNair, George, Mason, Calico, Dyson, Wycheck, Bennett, Shelters, Roll, Bullock. Love those damn teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Derek Mason is one, one, of, one of my favorite human beings of all time. He, uh, he um, I, used to, I used to work with him. I started working him, with him right out of college. I was an intern on his radio show when he used to do midday radio. Uh, for 1025 the game I think he's I think Derek's back doing some radio at 1025 which makes me very happy to hear um, because I hated the way that they let those all those guys go uh, right before I left but anyway um, at this point at this point there's a lot that uh, no that was after I left that they uh, that they ended up letting those guys go either way been uh, been an unfortunate situation but yeah I associate most of those guys with their lives after football as opposed to from my standpoint right as somebody who I would have been five years old when they went to the Super Bowl for the first time and doesn't really have that kind of attachment with those generation teams other than I work with Kevin Dyson now I work with Blaine Bishop um, I work with Keith Bullock from time to time like as you know post-career guys to talk about this stuff and I think it's a really really interesting conversation to have around this because you can find ways to uh to make something like this sustain all right let's uh let's move on and let's talk about pressure 
uh, on on one player in particular that I don't think that we've talked about. So the question I want to ask you is this. Which Titans player is flying most under the radar in this matchup? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Which Titans player is flying most under the radar in this matchup on Saturday between the Titans and the Bengals? Give me your answer, and we'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for satisfaction. Guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Gary Ashton is the best in the business because he provides you the Intel edge if you're buying or selling your home in Middle Tennessee. Selling your home right now, it can it can work to your advantage. It's very much a seller's market. But you want to make sure that you're selling your home for more with the Intel that only the Ashton team can provide. So check them out at GaryAshton.com. Gary Ashton Tailgate, by the way, we're going to be out there broadcasting live on Saturday. Luke Worsham is going to do his um his pop-up uh his pop-up broadcast and I'll come over right after I finish pregame radio up at noon or I'll finish pregame radio up at one and walk over there at noon or uh, at one fifteen to hang out with Luke Worsham and the Gary Ashton tailgate. So make sure you check it out, GaryAshton.com. So New generation of Titans fans is something that we've talked about, but which player is flying most under the radar? For Donald Bell, it's Elijah Molden, who's going to have his his hands full with Tyler Boyd in the slot. Uh, Under the radar, uh, says Christian Fuller. He says on Facebook Live, my dog, cornerback Fulton, one of my favorites, Christian Fulton flying under the radar. For Charles Bryan, it's Dane Cruikshank. And we've talked about Dane, right, the way that he's matched up all year long with tight ends getting ready to play another one in CJ Uzoma, um, who is going to who's going to have the opportunity to make some plays in critical situations. Gotta gotta make sure that their skill position players are locked up on third downs if you're not able to get to the quarterback. Uh G Man on base, he's he's he knows exactly where I'm going with this. He's on YouTube and he says, former Bengal Randy Bullock, it could come down to a kick. I think, and listen. You either make the kicks or you either miss the kicks. That's all the conversation that comes that comes with kicking. But Randy, who has been so solid all year long, in fact, I'll pull up Randy Bullock's numbers so we can go through this together. Randy Bullock, former Cincinnati Bengal, who was on the Bengals last year when uh, the Bengals beat the Titans as a one-win football team, Randy has made 26 of his 31 field goal attempts. He's made 42 of 45 extra points in 16 games for Tennessee. Randy has been rock solid, but it is flying under the radar the fact that special teams is going to be as important as anything in this particular football game. Now, you know, again, Make the kicks, miss the kicks. The weather conditions are going to be as favorable as humanly possible for playing a a football game outdoors in the middle of January as far as kicking is concerned. Uh, I have not looked at the latest projections from the Weather Channel, but I'll pull that up now and see if I can give uh, give you an accurate assessment on what the wind factor might be in Nashville this weekend. I'm pulling up my Weather Channel app. Right now, so it looks like Saturday, uh, it's expected to be a high of 39, sunny, 
there's going to be winds out of the west-northwest at five miles an hour. So nothing crazy, right? Randy should be able to, or at least the conditions should be favorable for Randy Bullock to be able to come through. But a, uh, a, a, uh, a, at this point, at this point, you're looking at this and saying, all right, Randy, now's the opportunity for you to, uh, you to not just prove your worth because he's done that, but solidify this because Randy Bullock in the conversation around the uh, Shane Alvarado says not Pittsburgh now, Buck. Yeah, I, I double checked Shane to make sure that I had my location set. It says Nashville, Tennessee. I promise, I because I did that. Somebody asked me that on the radio, and I was like, my for whatever reason, my Weather Channel on my uh, on my laptop had not switched back from when I was in Pittsburgh at the uh, start of December. But Randy Bullock has to hit his kicks. He absolutely does. Thick two C's. Randy could become a national name this weekend for ba- for good. Or for bad. Uh, people are going to be talking about Randy, I feel. I feel that in my bones. People are going to be talking about Randy Bullock one way or another. Um, when we talk about pressure, there's going to be a significant amount on the kicker. All right, let's wrap this show up in this primetime week up with a Brimac bounce back candidate. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch who in sports needs to bounce back the most. This weekend, Seth Perrigan says, Buck, I know what ain't flying under the radar, that hot chicken. Woo! Man, you're not kidding. I uh, So I did the radio show. I'm going to be at Scoreboard Bar and Grill tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> the hot chicken is great. Um, but they, we did a bit at the end of the radio show today, and it's still, you know, they, they, they simulcast all my radio shows on YouTube, the same, same platforms that we do it here, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. So the radio show from 10 to 1 is live for three hours a day. You can go back and watch me. Eat live, uh, eat Hiroshima hot chicken from Scoreboard Bar and Grill live on the air in the final segment. I couldn't finish the show. I couldn't. I took one bite of that and I was done. And I'm somebody I like spicy food, right? Like I'm Middle Eastern by descent. Um, that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe not that kind of stuff, but stuff with spice and flavor to it and kick. I love. Uh, always liked it. I, my my my. Parents have always accused me of nuking my taste buds because of how much I like spicy food. But I'm t- when I'm telling you, when I put this Hiroshima hot chicken in my mouth, I started hiccuping immediately. Like Lucas, uh, my we have producer Reed who handles the primetime show, and producer Lucas on the radio side of things that uh, handles things for, or that uh, that makes sure I stay on track on radio. Lucas had to basically finish the show because I was physically incapable of talking. After putting that hot chicken in my mouth, my God, my God, that wrecked me. Uh, Indiana basketball bounced back tonight. Hell yeah, they did. They stormed the court. They beat the number four team in the country. Uh, they beat the number four team in the country. I, I just saw the, I've got the game on right now, 68-65. Uh, can't tell me nothing. Uh, I'm tweeting that right now. Can't tell me nothing today. Oh, about the uh, about the Indiana Hoosiers. They bounced back in a big way because Purdue has honestly owned their ass um, at, uh, <laughs> at Assembly Hall. So I'm happy to see, very happy to see uh, them bounce back in a big way against Purdue, the hated Purdue Boilermakers. Preds are currently bouncing back, says Mark Dalton. I'll switch over to the Preds game here in just a second because they were on a three-game skid earlier. Uh, Brock Drury says... His grandma thinks I look like Bubba Wallace. Well, uh, Rock, I would I would uh, respectfully tell your grandmother that uh, Bubba and I, I 
we, we have one very discernible thing uh, different in our uh, in our race. Um, I'm uh, I'm Egyptian, and Bubba is African American by descent. Uh, so I would say that would be one quantifiable difference between me and Bubba Wallace. Also, I would be trash as a NASCAR driver. Uh, but Bubba Wallace, a good looking dude, uh, objectively, respectively. So I would say that your grandmother has good taste. Shout out, Grandma! Thank you for watching. Um, <laughs> Uh, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? I'll tell you who I think needs to bounce back here in just a second, right after I tell you about Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Uh, that is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all, every one of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky to get you going, get you going commercially, get you in your comfort zone residentially. B-R-Y-M-A-K. M-A-K, Brymac.com. Uh, Steven Snyder says, Buck, Buck Rising's dress uh, outfit game needs to bounce back so we can make more memes. I've actually got the uh, the very controversial, because I was wearing it all day yesterday, my, it's it's technically uh, sand colored. Speaking of my, um, this is incredibly, I love this thing. This thing is so soft. Uh, no free ads, but this is the very controversial sand colored jumpsuit that I was wearing at Titans practice yesterday that very quickly took the internet by storm as a meme. Um, I love this thing. And by the way, like for whatever, whatever my face looked like in that picture that the Titans team photographer, Donald page took of me in the rain. Uh, you will not tell me that that tracksuit was not fashionable because I don't think my, 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 uh, my outfit game, uh, ain't nothing need to bounce back about that folks. Your boys, your boys had a good season. As far as uh, as far as game day attire is concerned, and yeah, maybe I got turned into a meme, but that means it works. <laughs> that means it works. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says she's she's watching the show at the Preds game. Preds up four one. Well, thank you for taking time for us. Uh, one nation under flawed says Egypt is in Africa. It's true, but uh, I would say this is the thing that my dad always used to say to me. All right, my dad who full-blooded Egyptian, well, not full-blooded Egyptian, he was Egyptian and Turkish, all right? And my dad used to say to me, um, because if, uh, Egyptians are technically considered Arabs by the rest of the world, um, because it's in the Middle East, it is in the northern part of Africa, right? We're above the Sahara Desert as a uh, as a nation. I'm proudly half Egyptian. I, it's, I, it's the... That place has a that the the country of Egypt has a special place in my heart that nowhere else does. Truly not. And I mean, Nashville is home. Nashville is the place that I love the most. That I've spent. I mean, at this point, almost the most the most consecutive years of my life in has been in Nashville, which is crazy to think about in six years because I've been all over the place um, throughout the course of my life. But uh, Egypt is in Africa. Uh, but here is what I will say. I always say that I'm Egyptian as opposed to African American because I don't want people to think that I am trying to uh, qualify my something uh, myself as something that I am, you know, uh, from my standpoint. Not that that not that I'm not that I'm objecting, but if you want to tell me that Egypt is in Africa that makes me African American, it's entirely your prerogative. I think out of respect, I always just say that I'm Egyptian so I don't get myself into a who was that? Who was that woman who, um, who was white and was posing as a as an NAACP like chapter president? Um, because she was she was saying that you know she believed herself to be black. 
<laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of the woman was. Anyway, um, regardless, I'm not trying to get into one of those situations, so I always just tell people that I'm Egyptian. <laughs> Demetrius says the delegation selects you, Buck. Keelan Watson says you're black, Buck. And praise <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. Yes, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> I'm desperately trying, desperately trying to avoid uh, being <laughs> having a Rachel Dolezal situation. That's right. Oh, God. Uh, born in America, you're pretty much American American, says Chris Harp. Well, I was. I was, here, here's the thing. I was conceived in Egypt. They came back here to the States to have me uh, so that I could be an American citizen, which is critical, right? Life's a, God bless this country. Life is a lot easier as an American citizen, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Kevo Dwayne says, you can come to the barbecue, Buck. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. I really do. You're great. You're invited to the cookout for sure. You guys, are, You guys are killers, man. I love it. All right. I, I love you guys. I, I, I love you guys every night, but I love you more than ever tonight. Y'all are a trip. Uh, radio show is going to be a ton of fun tomorrow. Evan Washburn, who is going to be on the CBS broadcast, the sideline reporter for CBS. He's going to join us and give us some information on the Titans and the Bengals. Coach Dave McGinnis, the Titans radio. He's going to be on with me tomorrow as well. So I hope you guys will hang out with us on the radio show. And we're going to have this conversation about how people became Titans fans, because I'm going to expand uh expand this out in greater detail uh tomorrow on the radio show and i hope that you hope that you guys will call in and, and we can talk about this stuff together demetrius says cookout passes for all except for austin and <laughs> no i listen I, my uh, my egyptian ass will have a cookout and then we'll bring you austin and zach so we can bridge the two we can bridge the two uh cultures we can bring the two no no more two america situation baby we're all in this. We're all in this together, right? Isn't that the line? Um, my mom lived in Istanbul and Cairo for five years. Says Sam. Well, well forgive me, Sam. I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm going to avoid it. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, it, Cairo. I lived in Cairo um, while my while my mom my mom uh, had one of these crazy uh, uh, telecommunications, like you know, international lobbyist job. She used to work uh, very closely with the uh, with the United States Congress. Um, in her role, but, um, we lived in Cairo for three years, I believe. And I was, I was young. I think it was like kindergarten through second grade for me. So really, really young when I lived in Cairo and I've obviously been back a bunch since we lived there. Uh, but Cairo, man, I, you know, traveling internationally is difficult right now, especially if you're going to, going to, uh, to the continent of Africa, it can be particularly tricky given all the uh, COVID situations and how difficult it is to get there. Just, uh, you know, it took me 22 hours when I flew to Cairo on the, on the Titans bye week and 20 hours to get back. So I was really only there for two days, unfortunately, but great to, you know, great to see my family and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, if, you know, when, when things are easier to get around and you, you know, it's, it's not a, not a cheap trip because it's, you're flying around the world basically, but if you ever have the resources and the time to go, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Egypt is, uh, there's just, there's no place like it in the world. I love it. All right. I love you guys. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Um, radio show tomorrow. If you're, if you're coming out on uh Saturday, if you're coming to Nissan stadium on Saturday, I'll be doing my pregame radio show right outside the pro shop at Nissan stadium. And here's what I, here's what I told, uh, Titan super fan and, and one of the best in the business, Vincent love. All right. V love has a tailgate in the D lot. I believe it's called the D spot, the tailgate. 
where there's a water ball uh, or a fireball water fountain flowing with uh, much booze. Pretty sure there's a cover to get to the D-spot tailgate, but well worth the cost of admission. And V-Love tweeted me, and he said he's going to show up at my pregame radio spot. He's going to shotgun a beer, and then he's going to uh, continue to tailgate before the Titans kick off against the Bengals. And here's what I told V-Love, and here's what I'll tell you. If you show up to Saturday to where I'm doing my pregame radio, there's a big stage right outside the pro shop. I'll be sitting on the stage. I'll be yelling at you about the Titans for an hour before I get ready to head in the stadium. If you show up with V-Love and you want to shotgun a beer, I'll shotgun a beer with you. I'm feeling froggy. This is this is going to be lit. This is going to be an incredible environment at Nissan Stadium on Saturday. I hope hope you guys have a great time if I don't see you or if I don't you know get a chance to run into you at the game. Uh, if I don't talk to you before Sunday, enjoy yourselves. And uh, best of y'all, best of luck to your football team because this game, it's not going to be easy, but we know it's going to be a lot of fun. See you Sunday night on the Primetime Show.